Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Family Mission Podcast. (laughs) Spellman's here. So glad you joined us today. Thank you so much for being with us today around the table. So glad that you've pushed that button and taken the time to um, just join us today in this conversation. Boy, are we thankful for um, those that have joined in with us today. That's right. We're just thankful to to just share some time with you today. So we got myself, Mark, Kim, Dan, <laughs> and Sam. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just glad you're here. Most importantly, you and, of course, the Lord. Yes. Um, just trust the Holy Spirit as we just have a conversation today around the Word. And just trust that God will just minister to your heart and encourage your heart. And so we're going to pick up a topic that we've been discussing here the last couple of weeks. That's right. We're going to talk about today, spiritual warfare. Oh, warfare. <laughs> what is spiritual warfare? What does it look like? How do, how do we grow in it? How do we exercise it? Yeah, just sometimes just saying that, depending on what teaching you've had oh, or where you've grown Oh, people go, up, what? People can just not know, okay, what are we going to dig into oh, today? hello. And what does that have to do with family? What does that have yeah, to do with marriage? And what is, I mean, how does that apply to a healthy home and healing flowing in your home? Well, actually, it has to do with a lot. If you're dealing with people, nine times out of ten, you're dealing with spirits, too. So <laughs> just saying, if you're dealing with people... There's going to be some spiritual warfare somewhere in the mix of it. That's right. That's right. Well, and, and you know, I think it's um, something that we must really look at because to have a healthy home, to have healthy marriage, to have healthy relationship, um, we are going to have to learn mm-hmm. how to um, be, be very proficient mm-hmm. at recognizing the enemy, calling him out. And resisting him, Scripture says, resist the devil and he must flee. Yeah, let's, um, um, I know before we went live here. I oh, we were, go, we were going I, to numbers, I, I but gonna, I guess but we're going to have. I want you to read Second Corinthians 10, Dan, because it, it ties into what we've already just kind of launched into here <laughs> with Second uh, Corinthians 10. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if you'll just read verses 3 through 6, Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For we walk in the flesh as mortal men. We are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of their warf- our warfare are not physical. Our weapons are divinely powerful and for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience is complete. Now, wow, think what about version the, is that? Dude, that's the legit. Amp. It's huh? the, the it's amp. the it's the amp version. The big A. Oh, no, it's no. the amplified. Man, that is, is that really amplified good. classic or amplified modern? Who knows? I haven't. Amplified on you version. It is the modern version. It's the I think. modern version. It doesn't it, have it, the C. If it has a C, it's the classic version. No, it's just the normal amp. <clears throat> this okay. is the I like the it. normal amp. That was a good okay. one. Well, I it's like get that. You amped. I, it is. I like <laughs> that because when you stop and you think about what he just said in a couple of spots in that scripture, it it, it is a total um, mindset that 
we have to stay on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have, that's something that we have cultivated in our marriage. It's something we've cultivated in our sons. It's something that we've cultivated in um, our ministry, past and present, that we should not be reactive, mm-hmm. defensive. We should be full-fledged on the offensive mm-hmm. with with our hand on the ball. Amen. Amen. You know, because, again, if we get to the place where we're living defensively, then, like you said, all we're doing is reacting. Reactive, reactive, and, uh, reactive, reactive. There's a way of being way more intentional. I love the thing that we're really highlighted in that passage is the fact that we have to be so on guard in our thought life. We've got to be so intentional to fill our mind with God's thoughts. Because if we have a regular relationship with Scripture, we're in the Bible, we're getting God's thoughts because that Scripture gave us very clear understanding that the warfare is right between our ears. The warfare is in the realm of thoughts. Well, because also if you look at scientifically, if something is reactive, it is not stable. It's known as an unstable element or something like that. If it's reactive, okay, because drop the mic. Then, then if, if something um, acts on that, then it will react. And usually, to be honest, it's in, that, in those cases, those reactions are usually explosive, corrosive, not good reactions in the sense of science. Explosive, corrosive. <laughs> So we need to break all that down. There was a comma in there that was just like hidden, but yeah. Explosive uh, and erosive. Okay. Right. Now, now I love down. this. We need to get all that. <laughs> it, it is unstable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unstable. It says uh, a double-minded man is unstable in, in all his ways, ways and, and receives nothing, nothing from the Lord. Lord. Okay. So the spiritual, so the spiritual warfare we're facing, because this is something too. This is directly connected to what the Holy Spirit highlighted when Dan was reading it to me. It says the weapons of our warfare, right? Talking about these these things in the mind and the battleground of our heart, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus calls the heart of man like soil, so that's like a battleground, right? What's going to be planted? What's going down in the soil of your heart? It says this: we are destroying, verse five, sophisticated arguments. And every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. <laughs> so it's that sophisticated arguments. Yeah. So you get the, to get you double-minded, yeah. to get you confused, because it's sophisticated. It's got all these yeah. 30, you know, 30 reasons except for the one that you need. Yeah. And so then you're confused. You don't know what to believe, and you become that dumble, double-minded, mm-hmm. or you become, that's that corrosiveness that tries well, to eat people, away. A lot of people really elevate logic above God. And I heard one person say, God never gave you the ability to, you know, to reason him out. That's right. To reason out the supernatural, to reason out the love of God, to reason out God's power to redeem and heal and set free. And a lot of times we may not see the path to that place of healing. We may not see the path to that place of redemption in the natural. It might seem hopeless. The marriage situation might seem hopeless. The physical health situation might seem hopeless or financial situation might seem hopeless but there's a path to god's promise but we got to be willing to go through the warfare yes. that our mind is going to experience because our mind's going to say well how are you going to get there you know how are you going to accomplish that how's it ever going to be any different you know yeah all those things that would try to again rise itself up against sophisticated argument sophisticated argument well 
you know, it never worked for this, 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 and this example. And how's it going to work now? How's it going to, mm-hmm. or how's it going to work for you? See, the devil is notorious about divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest trick in the book. If, he can, if he can make us think that we're all alone on some mm-hmm. island out there that no one's ever been through the same mm-hmm. thing. No one can even relate to what I'm going through. My situation's exclusive to me, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, and if it is exclusive, that's even more reason that the intimate God Come who on. knows every hair on your head, you know, and wants has, to get involved, wants to get involved with your problem, you know? <laughs> so well, I just, I think well, that's and, important. And, and even in that, you know, he also wants to get us, where, you know, not just that we're isolated and on our own, but he also wants to get us to a place that that we we are are just um, again reactive, 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 mm-hmm. reactive, reactive, reactive. And I like and, how Dan when he highlighted that that if you're reactive, it's just evidence of unstable. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest things that is a stabilizer. And this is a great segue. Now we can go to Numbers 14. Well, and perfect (laughs) peace. I mean, being reactive is completely out of peace. Mm -hmm. So the greatest thing that will stabilize us is being rooted in the fact that God has found pleasure in us. God delights in us. And so let's go to Numbers 14. I'm going to have Dan read this. I appreciate that. Right before he reads this, I just have to say this. If you're listening today... Welcome. That's to right. Our yeah. World. <laughs> Did we okay. welcome everybody? <laughs> okay. I I just would like to say this. You know, we're, we're getting in here and we're we're having this conversation, and Holy Spirit is right with us. But you know, you as a listener, you're just joining in with us today around our table, and welcome to our table because you've got great wisdom, you've got great personality. And it's so funny to see, because I love even what Dan shared just a few minutes ago, because that's how he thinks. That's how he, I mean, he he is always about how it's made, what it does, you know, scientifically. And so what you got with his little scientific, you know, (laughs) insert here is part of you know, our life. And and I just want to highlight this because I think that this is important by the spirit for someone to hear. You're not the Spellmans, but you are you. Mm -hmm. And God is going to use you the way that he talks to you. That's right. And he's going to use you to, um, to to do warfare in your life. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's the joy of our own thumbprint from heaven because he is going to lead us and guide us. He is going to um speak to us in ways that that may be even different than your family members, but if you're working together and you learn that you are to take, you know, um parts from each person and and you put it together it's a beautiful picture Mm -hmm. so i just want to answer that back because i felt like i heard that in my spirit that someone you know you're saying oh well that's great and wonderful that's y'all y'all can walk in spiritual warfare you you've got great knowledge and and on and on and on the enemy wants to isolate your thought divide and conquer and and so but the truth of the matter is you are and have the Holy One on the inside of you, which means that He's leading and He is guiding you, which means that He is He's equipping you 
everything that you have. Amen. And and this is something too that the Lord and just in in uh, line with that. You know, the more I heard about how God was, I heard a scripture. The first time I heard it was, you know, God is not a respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that, that to me, I interpreted it as, well, if he's no respecter of persons, then how can he be personable? Mm. How can he really care about me? How can he really, you know, if he do, if he just treats everyone the same, how can you treat every person with such, <laughs> you know, detail? To me, it just seemed outside of the realm of possibility. You know, and it was like, well, these certain ministers or these people that I know have a good walk with God, well, God's personal to them, mm-hmm. but he doesn't respect anybody. So they either they earned it, they spent more time or they just, I guess, you know, rolled the, you know, the <laughs> dice and just got the lucky roll or something. And, and those types of thoughts, yeah, that is very divisive. And it is it is an attack of the enemy. And those are lies of the enemy because he is for you. Yeah, he is for, you know, he is capable of loving every person to the most intimate details. And it doesn't mean he's taken away from another to give to one. He is completely has an abundant supply of compassion of time to spend with you and to help equip you for your own life, for what you're doing for, you know, the, maybe the, the warfare that you're needing to just deal out in your own life. Mm -hmm. God is very personable to give you the exact words through his Holy spirit. Cause the same spirit the Bible says that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you. Amen. So that's he was he respected Christ and he helped Christ through everything he did on the earth. And that Holy Spirit wants to help you in the same manner to the same capacity. And even Jesus said greater things mm-hmm. than these will you do. So there's even that level and that hope to know, well, even just in these things, there is an expanse that is available to us because that delight is not just, you know, kind of socially divided, you know, like a Mm -hmm. socialism, you know, it's just like, well, everyone gets, you know, their ticket. Well, no, it's not just a ticket. He wants you involved in his kingdom and his family, you know? You know, um, I love what you brought up there, Kim, because many times and what you just talked about saying that the enemy loves to divide us. Like you said, he likes to always put us on the outside, you know. Um, it's kind of like when you're on the playground as a kid and they're picking teams and you're kind of like the last one chosen. And it's kind of hard to feel so celebrated when you're yeah. just the last one left, you know, you got to go somewhere. But that's just, again, that's the divisive. These are these sophisticated arguments that like that scripture Dan read, it's Second um, Corinthians 10 in the Amplified, uh, the modern version, Amplified. But in that, those sophisticated arguments are always going to put us on the outside. They're always going to divide us against others. They're always going to divide us against God. But God wants to draw us close. And one of the things that really will help us draw near, even in times of adversity, times of challenge, times of temptation, is we have to know that God so delights in us. Yes. And so I want you to read the scripture, Dan, in, in Numbers chapter 14. Because all of this is still spiritual warfare. Amen. That's how we're dealing with those thoughts. Because what was happening in Numbers 14 is God was taking the children of Israel into their land of promise. And on that journey, they found out the land that they were moving into was full of giants. And so because it was full of giants, they were overwhelmed. They were beginning to feel like, how can we do this? And so in Numbers chapter 14, I'm going to have Dan begin reading in verse uh, 6. And like we'll go through like, let's see here, through verse uh, 10. Numbers 14, verses 6 through 10. 
again, the, the setting here is they're going into the promised land, but they know there's giants there. And so they're feeling inadequate. And so like him beautifully brought up, that is one of the things that we have to have warfare in our mind to not let the enemy think or cause us to think we're inadequate. Not when Christ is in us, not when Christ is for us. So I want you to read that passage, Dan. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Janufa, well, Jep. Jephuna. Jephuna. There you go. That's, that's, that's a hard one. Call him Jep. Jep. I, when I read the Old Testament, a lot of times I shorten her name just to the first syllable. Understand. Jep. <laughs> the son of Jep. Who were among these who had spied out the land, tore off their clothes as a sign of grief, and they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land through which we passed as spies in an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord God is with us. Do not fear them. But the congregation said to stone Joshua and Caleb with stones. But the glory and the brilliance of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting, before, also known as the tabernacle, before all the sons of Israel. Amen. So you can see there that we're going to have to be willing to stand against Hello. fear. Fear that can dress up in all different kinds of ways. Fear that can try to bring that intimidation factor into play, which we've just been talking about. You know, how the enemy will try to put us against ourselves, put us against our family members, or even those that are reaching out to help us. Oh, certainly against our spouse. Oh, The enemy loves to get, you know, a husband and wife divided. Brother (laughs) against brother. Brother against brother. Mm Mm-hmm. But we need to unite against our real adversary. And like Dan read in Second Corinthians Good. 10, it's not flesh and blood that we're fighting against. So when we talk about Joshua and Caleb rising up against these natural enemies, this parallels the New Testament that we rise up against spiritual enemies. We rise up against those thoughts that come against us, those thoughts that want to overwhelm us, those thoughts that want to kind of put us on the outside and divide us against yeah. the promise that God has made to us. And you see that even in the Old Testament, well, how does it parallel? Because I just, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, the, we say it parallels our thoughts in the New Testament. Well, in the Old Testament, because of the idols mm-hmm. that these countries served in the region, you see the, you know, them going up against the Canaanites, you know, or the Philistines, right? Mm-hmm. There's these different groups of people, the Amalekites, right? All these ites that you read in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Every single one the of those parasites. nations, the Parasites, they all worshipped and had very you know strict idol worship of different gods. Mm-hmm. And each one of those gods represent, you know, they, they worship things that we have to, as believers, purge from our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, idolatry is still around. Yes, it is. <laughs> those things still exist, those high places you want to call them, those things in our, our houses and our minds that we got to work, mm-hmm. you know, with the Holy Spirit, with the revelation as light comes, as we walk with the Lord every day and that mm-hmm. relationship is cultivated, you mm-hmm. know, as we, we're under anointed teaching or we go to service and there's, you know, the anointing of God and the Holy Spirit, which breaks the yoke because mm-hmm. the anointing breaks the yoke of death and sin and, and darkness off of our lives, as those things are broken, 
we have to respond in this sense where spiritual warfare, we have to realize the light mm-hmm. and enforce the light with our words mm-hmm. and with our actions. A lot of spiritual warfare like this, you know, it's it's taking the truth and allowing the truth to be the deciding factor. Yeah. Let the delight of God be the deciding factor. Don't let the fear or the pressure of man or the accusation of others be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Let the word of God and let what God says be the deciding factor. Because like in Second Corinthians 3, when Dan was reading that, it says we have to cast down. And so like you said, they went into the land and they tore down those high places. They tore down those idols. And we got to tear down those ways, those ways of thinking, the way of right. thinking, the where the Bible says His ways are higher than our ways. His ways are th- higher than our thoughts. So we got to make sure we don't let the way the world thinks get higher in our mind than the way God thinks. We got to make sure that we always defer to God's higher thought, God's higher way, and that's why it's so important just to have a very consistent relationship with Scripture. Because again, Scripture, the Bible, is God's thoughts. It's a book full of God's thoughts. What you got? Well, just this section here says, The land which we pass is, um, as spies is exceedingly good land. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the realization that God's promises are good. Amen. And that that's a great foundation. If the Lord delights in us, which He does, when they're saying if... That's not like a question, like, well, if he does. Well, I don't know if he does, but if he does, mm-hmm. we can know it's, you know, let us realize if he really delight, like, believe yeah. it, yeah. he delights in us. Let us go up at let once. Let us go up at once. And that's that's that proactive, because you talked at the very beginning, Mom, we're not to be reactive. Mm-hmm. Because if the Lord delights in us, we're not going to be reactive, we'll be proactive. That's right. We're going to come with confidence because that'll give that gives a boost. It's like David and Goliath. Amen. He he had such a proactive way against the Philistines at that time and Goliath saying, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. How dare he speak against? Amen. Because he knew how much God delighted in his people. And so a lot of times what we're going to find ourselves fighting against is against feelings, emotions. Uh, Sometimes other people's words can create those feelings. Other people's words, like Dan said at the very beginning, if you're going to deal with people, you're going to deal with spirits. And you had some really good thoughts on that, Dan, about differentiating between you know, when you're dealing with spiritual warfare, you know, how to separate the flesh from the spirit. And you had shared some of those things with me. Why don't you uh, just share some of that? Because that was such a good uh, thought that you had. Yeah, for sure. Well, because when you're dealing with spiritual warfare, there is um, sometimes people be involved with that. A lot of yeah. times people be involved with that. And so when you're dealing with people, you need to understand that when you pray against the attacks of the enemy, that may involve people, that you're not praying against the people that are actually doing it. Because, for one, God loves them just as much as he loves you, but also they might not be aware that they're operating operating under a spirit. Mm -hmm. They might do be operating against their will under it. They They might not just know that there's spirits involved that are not what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with that, you have to make sure that you're not praying against the person, but against the spirit. And in so fact, good. not only that, don't just pray against the spirit, but pray for the person. That's Come really on. Good. You have to make sure you pray for them because they need to be set free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is such an important thing because, again, a lot of times, 
you know, you might have in a conversation a feeling that's brought up, and that feeling might be very negative, very uh, discouraging, very uh, may feel very threatened. And so, again, you can react from an unstable place, or you can respond from a place of delight and pleasure in the Lord, knowing that I need to stand against that spirit, I need to stand against that the spirit that's behind that feeling or that emotion that's produced. And again, I love how you separated that, Dan, that many times because people are involved, we might have to get alone and pray and and seek God's face. But it's so important that before we um, pin that on the person, that we're prayerful for that person. Because God's, you know, the blood of Jesus was shed. And that's why Jesus said in his own words, pray for your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use you and abuse you. The same Jesus that whipped the te- whipped the got the whip out in the temple also died for the same people in that temple. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody Shabam. likes everybody wow. likes to talk about that one instance mm-hmm. when Jesus did that, and he did it because he had come to a very pivotal place, and and he it wasn't that was not out out of his wrath it was out of his mercy mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't look at that that way and it was one one time he did that mm-hmm. otherwise jesus operated in such mercy and such peace you look at him you look at how he operated it was with it, it, it he carried such peace yes wholeness shalom that's right i mean it, he it and was joy. and joy, but there was such a love that came out of him, and that's what I, I that that's really what I want to you know go back and highlight about that that very instance mm-hmm. in scripture. It was because of his love, yeah, that he did that. Yeah. It wasn't because he was just angry. Yeah, and so when we're driving spirits out with the authority of Jesus name and we're driving the enemy out that doesn't have to be at the expense of people that's right important. and so there's a there's a flow of love towards the people that's what Dan was saying we're not the warfare is not against the people the warfare is against that spirit that might be behind them maybe they're doing things that are hurtful even abusive in an extreme case and we have to pray for the person we have to take authority over the the work of the enemy, but we have to also be very loving towards. Yeah, because it has to ha- come out of a heart of compassion. Of compassion, because even even if you look at you know peace, the center A of peace, it's it's our authority because mm-hmm. Jesus was using his authority when he did that to mm-hmm. turn those tables over, but it was out of agape love. That he did it. Mm-hmm. So when we're living in peace, we also have to be fully engaged in exercising our God-given authority in Christ Jesus, and we have to be walking in agape love, the very love of God in that process. Amen. That's very true, and, and in line with that, that love of God, that will keep us from yielding unknowingly to any sort of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to understand like what Dan was saying, the, this line that is being kind of drawn by the Holy Spirit between making sure you're loving the person and you're not addressing the person, but you're addressing a spirit. You're addressing a, a way of thinking, something that is 
you know, different, you're differentiating. Mm-hmm. When we don't differentiate, that's when witchcraft comes into play. Yeah. Because you start cursing a person. Yeah. Right? And James says, do not curse. Right? Does a spring what, uh, both bubble forth yeah. fresh and salt water? No. He says, both will worship the Lord and then curse the man made in his image. Yeah. These things ought not to be so, brethren. That's right. So there's an understanding that comes in this spiritual warfare, which we're talking about, making that very clean line helps us differentiate because you see what is like witchcraft and warlock. Well, that is dealing with a person. Mm-hmm. That's cursing or pronouncing something over a person. Mm-hmm. That's very different than addressing something which... So when Jesus was handling things, yeah, he wasn't just coming at a person, but he was dealing with the spirit of the age, yes, the spirit of the Antichrist. Paul even references just after Jesus has left the earth, <laughs> the spirit of Antichrist is already working in the earth. Amen. So understanding these things, you know, discerning these things, this line that was brought up, Dan, that you, you know, you began to hit on, that is like, it's a very important thing for us because it allows us to keep that love and at the same time still have a strength. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it allows both things that seem like opposites, you know, this absolute judgment, mm-hmm. this absolute, you know, dealing with something with absolute authority, but at the same time, such compassion. there's such compassion and mercy and long suffering and patience involved. Mm-hmm. But it's because you, you, you're able to differentiate and discern and only the word of God says yeah. can discern between spirit and soul, <laughs> between person. And I mean, yeah. it's the, only the word of God is going to give us that in the Holy Spirit. So dig into when there's something like this, because in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see something, you know, I know this is something that we've even walked with. There might have been a habit that I might have picked up from school. Someone at school might have been saying something. Like there was times where, you know, people would, there's like, you know, like the little sayings that kids pick up and they'll they'll talk or they'll say something that they maybe heard on TV or whatever. And there was things that I started picking up one time. I'm trying to think of, I don't remember what it was specifically, but I remember this happening. I would come home and I started talking a certain way and I was saying some stuff and mom's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dad was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not, we don't speak like that. Now they didn't come at me and go, well, you, you No, it was those words. They differentiated between the things that were spoken, the spirit behind those words. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a rebellious way to talk. Yeah. We don't need to talk like that in the house. That's not loving. Yeah. That's not kind. We were addressing what spirit those words were behind. We weren't just scolding you mm-hmm. for what you did. We're, we're addressing and we were calling to attention, like you said, yes. the words that we weren't going to have in our home. And the spirit behind those words, the attitude behind those words. Yeah. And this goes all the way back and sums it all up again, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's right but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. Hallelujah. So when we're dealing with spiritual warfare, and as we wrap this up, we're just going to bless you today. Um, remember that, and we're going we're gonna to keep this subject probably going a little bit um, more in the next couple of weeks, because I think that it's something in the day and the age, the dispensation that we are in right now, we need to know spiritual warfare more than ever before that's right and and again we're not reactive to the flesh Mm -hmm. we're not reactive to what the enemy wants to try to do we are taking our place that's right we're sitting in our seat we're using our authority and we're allowing the holy spirit to teach us and train us 
how to live fully knowing who we are, mm-hmm. how much he loves us, and what we carry in in taking a stand against the enemy. Amen. So as we're signing off here today, just again, from the very beginning of our family, marriage, and uh, ministry, essentially, we were you know told uh, by a prophetic word that I'm going to teach your hands to war. And so our joy in this conversation this week and the weeks to come is just we just pray by the Holy Ghost through yes. the Word of God we can help teach your hands to war and so that we can be effective, effective. and we can be victorious yes. and we can bring healing to our homes. 